I think halfway through August, you're going to have you're, you like the cultists may not show up on, for an episode or ever again. Um, I'm excited. <laughs> you're excited to die. Hey, like I've said before on this show, if I got to die, it's got to be a creepypasta way. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Like I die as I live immersed in creepypasta. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. That's on brand for you for sure. Yes. Dente Rigamortis. I'm Mikey, the East Ends for Evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow, and you're not supposed to be doing that. Uh, I'm not? N- no. Um, so, we don't know where the hell Cultus is. He's supposed to be back by now. But he's not. So, like, the content train don't stop for no one. So we gotta put content out regardless. And thankfully, we did get an email from a redacted email address, oddly enough kind of weird but it has an audio file on it that's of substantial size so we figured we'd just put that up on the internet that should be fine right yeah what could go wrong yeah what's the worst (laughs) oh hello and welcome to kentucky fried al dente rigamortis i'm review cultist (laughs) and i'm extra tasty crispy adam from the real point exchange and how are y'all doing today and we're here to discuss, well, some things that are creepy in most pasta, in a way. Yeah. Um, so I'm down here in Kentucky, hanging out with my friend Adam. Uh, we're going to be going to Gen Con sometime this week. And in the meantime, I've been spending some time here in, uh, in and around Kentucky and also in West Virginia, because we just got back from uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where the Mothman is, and also where... According to Google Maps, the coordinates for Icker Falls were. Uh, so we actually went by the coordinates uh, of Icker Falls. Um, and, well, we had a little bit of an adventure while we were uh, on the way out that way. Yeah, indeed. And, I mean, this is, I've been on the show several times. I think mm-hmm. we were counting at least uh, at some point on the way on the, our two and a half hour trip we did today. I feel like I really haven't done the homework. Like what you, you right? You, yes, you uh, mentioned to me beforehand uh, Icker Falls, and you were very excited about it, and I was like very clueless about it. Now, since uh, you've made it down here and kind of elaborated on Icker Falls, yeah, I, I'm very intrigued, and I look forward to actually delving into that. And fortunately, I, I hear there's a lot of uh, creepy pasta material on a, a certain website we're all listening to right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you go to IckerFalls.com. Um, you'll, you'll come across Icker Falls, which is this website that Chris Straub, uh, prolific webcomic artist, he did Chainsaw Suit back in the day. Uh, he's done, a new, uh, he's done a, a store, uh, done a webcomic recently in, in the last couple of years called Brood Hollow, which is actually a sister town and kind of a sister story series of, to Icker Falls. Um, and he, he wrote this, he wrote a couple of uh, short stories set in this creepy West Virginia town called Acre Falls. It's right off of a river called the Aletheia River off the Ohio River, um, just south of Point Pleasant. And uh, it had such stories such as like the infamous Candle Cove, uh, which you can check out in uh, on online. Like there's mm-hmm. various places you can find it. Several people online 
have done uh, their own interpretations of it, like through me, different media, like uh, Ross Payton from RPPR did a uh, did a an actual play video, uh, like a tabletop game scenario of it uh, using World of Darkness mm-hmm. years ago. <laughs> um, it's actually one of my first in, my first introductions to both Candle Cove and RPPR um, and Icker Falls. And also Channel Zero Season 1 was inspired directly from Candle Cove. But it's more than just the creepy, weird pirate show that was actually, in fact, static for 30 minutes. Um, it was this entire town in this, this sleepy, uh, creepy town in West Virginia, like, mischoked. Um, it has a, a set of falls to it. And there's just really weird little ghost stories and haunted like Appalachian, I'm not sure if it's, I, I never really kind of got the Appalachian vibe like that I've gotten from like later, like listening to like things like old gods of Appalachia and stuff, but it's definitely got like kind of a West Virginia vibe because of the, the it's got like a, an iron and coal mine kind of uh, stories yeah. to it. It's got links to that, like to like an iron mine in there. It, it's got a bit of a, it's, it's sort of like the sleepy, creepy Americana town. That you uh, you you sometimes see in a lot of uh, in a lot of other pieces of media and stuff like that. Um, honestly, when we were driving into Point Pleasant today, uh, if you if if I, if I was taking pictures of of the downtown strip right where the the Mothman Museum and stuff is, that could have easily I could easily like add in like some fog filters and that could easily be a uh, a substitute for Icker Falls like as a setting like for photographs of it and stuff. Yeah. Um, we went obviously. We went by the coordinates. There's nothing there. It's literally just uh, there's a mount a, a giant forested mountain ridge or mountain ridge. Yeah. In the spot where it's supposed to be. A private um, drive. That's... Yeah, and a private drive called I think it's like, um, Benwood Lane or uh, Benwood Lane. Yeah. And it's it's, Lord, it looks like it's sitting on top of old train tra- uh, tracks, just like yeah. that little plot of land there. But yeah, when we drove by, it would. It'd been really cool to actually have went down. I, I was hoping there was like a service road or something like that that we could have traveled down. But it's uh, it is a private. It looks like it's a private road. So private road and it's 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 residential area and is awesome and as tempted as I would be to just run up that hill to the actual Google. Yeah. Court. There's got to be something there, but I don't want to get shot. Yeah, I'm I'm all, all like on the on the real side. I'm afraid of getting shot. On the on the fancy side. I'm also I'm 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 very terrified of finding a like some kind of like a camera there or some yeah. kind of like weird thing there that's like tied to Icker Falls and like will set teleport me to Icker Falls or something. <laughs> and in in literature and I mean definitely modern literature and then you start dealing with uh, you know stuff with the internet that came out and whatnot. Uh, there is kind of a common motif that I've seen in, you know, not all over the place, but several different places was that um, somebody get, finds something on the Internet and they're the one who kind of looks at the breadcrumbs where no one does. And then it just basically leads them to damnation. Like Laird Barron, my favorite author, mentioned like wherever I'm at, I always talk about Laird Barron, but his um, his old leech series, which the croning is yeah. a part of there's uh, their Necronomicon is the black uh the black book yeah and like a lot of these stories uh revolve around people finding the black book and leading them to damnation and then you know us walking up the hill for this internet creepy pasta story <laughs> and then finding something which scares shit out of me yeah like legitimately and it's like well that i died as i lived immersed mm-hmm. in creepypasta <laughs> i found my 
<laughs> and I mean, like, as cool as that would be, I don't, like, I'd rather not. I'd rather come back home. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> the week is still young. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's been a week. Yeah. Um, and we made, on this whole trip today, it's like, there's probably no way that you could possibly edit out all the the background noise. Uh, we we brought my children along with me. So, like, my daughters were sitting in the back of the car while we're nerding out over uh, coordinates to a fictional town yeah. along the Ohio River. Yeah. And then, and that's like, like okay, so, like, so the coordinates were a bust, mm-hmm. as far as we can tell. I'm not, co- and we weren't risking going into like that was into the into an Appalachian forest. Yeah, and that and it's a steep. It was a steep it, incline. That was a big hill. Like, yeah, like I'm from Ontario, sir. We don't have hills that high. <laughs> um, I mean, uh, but like on a on a more like kind of serious and like interesting note about the area, there's this little quaint place called Hillbilly Hot Dogs. Mm-hmm. That we went, we came across, um, and it that is that is if that's not like some kind of like perfect plot, like spot for like a, a horror scenario or a horror story, or even like a horror movie, yeah. <laughs> like oh man, I don't know what is. Um, if, if you're following along with like uh, wanting to look this up, is just Google hillbilly hot dogs and then West Virginia, yeah. and it's. It's a tourist trap. I mean, it's along the line, so Point Pleasant. And there's a surprising amount of traffic going in and out. And even when we were in Point Pleasant and all that, and things like BuzzFeed Unsolved for doing a Mothman episode and whatnot, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of like traffic through there. So this thing has sprung up, and it's... I mean, it's, you can look at the menu. I mean, there's gigantic hot dogs, and I, there, there's a couple of little oddities and like little trinkets here, but it's just this... The decorum, yeah, the, the aesthetic there, it's like... I would honestly describe it as like Mad Max meets Appalachia. Yeah. In a way. Like just in terms of like or and I hope that's not like sounding no, no, like that. It's just like but like just Mad Max in that like all the car paraphernalia like all the cars, like the the scrapped cars and yeah. the, the car paraphernalia that is just um bolted to everything. And like all the lights like all these like uh like strung up lights and all these like signage and it's like biker motifs and like mad maxi and raider stuff it's something honestly straight out of uh fallout 76 yeah um so yeah it was it was quite it, that was and that was an that was an unexpected gem that we found yeah uh, on our trip over to uh Iker falls but or <laughs> to the location where Iker falls was um and then we went up to point pleasant after we uh after we found that you know Iker falls was a bust yeah um we went to uh, uh point pleasant to check out the 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 the, the famous and holy Mothman, mm-hmm. um, and that was also a treat. Like yeah, like you said, Adam. Um, but the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys showed us uh, on their on their their special of on Mothman the the Village Pizza Inn, which we got to actually have Mothman pizza, which was awesome. Yeah, uh, we got to put uh, pins in the map uh, of where we all came from, and there's a lot of people coming into that small restaurant. Yeah, uh, and in fact, it looked like they had been they'd um uh, gone to they they'd actually like upgraded the the restaurant like they'd gone to like the next yeah. b- building over um and then we got to check out the Mothman museum itself which is i mean it's uh, it happened in the 60s and like there's been sightings ever since 61 yeah I 61 think, or, around yeah. that and and for those uh the history uh, in a nutshell like in 1961 a there was a uh, bridge 
from uh, going across the Ohio River that while people were on it, it was right around Christmas time. There was a, a structural problem with it. It collapsed. I'm basically <laughs> reciting what I remember from the plaque. Yeah. And basically 47 people drowned yeah. in, in the Ohio River. Now, there has been a film uh came out in 2001. Had uh, Richard Gere and Deborah Messing like again. We based we, on a based on a book yeah. by a journalist in Point Pleasant mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. that same around the time of what was happening. Yeah, sadly, it was filmed in in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, the the fiends. Yeah, <laughs> the audacity to uh, to not shoot it in the in the place of its uh, where it was set. But yeah, so, but there was uh, mythical sightings of the Mothman. And I mean, you, you all can look it up here. The Mothman was like seen near an old dynamite factory. There's some people said the Mothman tried to take their baby. I mean, there was like a, a hysteria around this whole time period. A yeah. Mothmania, if you will. Yeah. Which they have a festival for Mothmania. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, this cryptid, yeah, like, like, you, like Adam said, the. Uh, uh, the Mothman was sighted by the TNT factory, like out of outside of town, by some by some couples, um, and since like then they've there's been sightings of it, and because and the tie into this bridge tragedy, which is a real life actual tragedy, was supposedly like the Mothman was sighted shortly before, like was either was sighted bef- uh, sighted flying under the bridge, yeah, but also apparently had gave some people visions. Of the tragedy preemptively, like before it was about to happen. Like I think what, what was it? A dream oh, of like Christmas presents Christmas presents in the river. Yeah, like that is creepy. Like yeah. that that would that would be a re- like that would be a really good. Uh, not to make light of a tragedy, no. obviously, but that would be a really good creepy like um, thing to throw into a scenario if you're dealing with a creature that has some kind of prophetic, um, like doomsaying sort of like ability. Yeah. Is have these like kind of visions that are like abstract, like that, that are like, like either like tunnel vision to that kind of spot, or, uh, or like just like abstracted enough that it's like, what is going on? Like out of context sort of situations, like, what? Why are there Christmas presents in in the like in this river? And then to have the that thing happen, it's like, oh god. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of gone from like being, oh, it's just like some kind of mutation as a result of chemicals and stuff in the, in the, in the environment to this supernatural or extraterrestrial entity that is a premon- that gives off premonitions or, um, communicates telepathically or psychically to, to people and stuff. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy the concept. See, I, I, I'm jumping back to the beginning here when you were talking about Icker Falls. Yeah. And I, I like how that author has like, and it has like if it was an accident, I, like it's a happy accident, but like it's really tapped into the mysticism of like that region and all that. Yeah. Now, I have read Candle Cove. I just did, mm. I didn't actually realize it was the same guy. And yeah. I mean, I, for me, it was even really cool, like looking at Candle Cove. Could I experience it on RPPR of uh, people <clears throat> like the posts, uh, the stories told like through blog posts and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, and they were. Tagging like they were in the Ashland area, which uh, that whole area it's like a, very, a tri-state area. There's like Kentucky, yeah. which is Ashland, uh, Huntington, West Virginia, and then there's like Ironton, Ohio. It's like like all three of them come kind of come to a head there. You could be in all three states in a matter of minutes. Yeah, and like that's that's a really cool trick to like take something that's already spooky and then make something unrelated. It's it's like 
I'm trying to think like any other side of anything supernatural or weird or well there's also like yeah uh, well I mean th- honestly thanks to the Fallout 76 and uh, I I know that there's uh, a bu- they use a, b- a bunch of the the new mutations and a bunch of the creatures and stuff they use in that game they derived from West Virginia folklore yeah. like the Grafton uh, there's like a, a Grafton monster which is this giant like headless behemoth thing yeah that was uh, from like a near like a like a plant or something yeah um and there's other like there's the flatwood monster in west virginia as well um and the mothman is in the in the game as well in fact the mothman museum is in there and sort of like an ouroboros the mothman museum is selling merchandise for fallout 76 yeah um uh and so it's just like kind of reverse like just the full coming full circle also fun interesting little fact about chris straub and like Iker falls and stuff He's ne- uh, Chris Straub is not from the area. He is actually from California, and the close, uh, according to the uh, little like blurb on the back of Icker Falls, a guide to a quiet community, uh, which was like I think the little published version of like all his some of his short stories. Uh, it says like the closest he's been to Icker Falls was uh, Char- uh, was uh, Charlottesville, North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, I think it, yeah, Charles, yeah, Charlottesville, North Carolina. It was close enough. <laughs> um, so it's interesting, like that uh, that he wrote these like set of short stories and like throw them on on his uh, on this website that he created about this fictional town in in West Virginia that he's never really been to, or at least as far as like that, that yeah. one published publication is concerned. So I don't know, like, because generally what you do is you try to write what you know. Yeah. But, and I imagine he like he probably did some research because like he does, like he does seem to pin down some things that are uh, kind of uh, essential to a, uh, to a West Virginia town. Like, yeah. um, like the, the, the geography, town, like I mean, yeah, the geography, obviously the town of Vicker Falls has had a, had an iron, uh, an iron mine. Um, they had a, uh, a chemical, like kind of a processing plant for the or processing uh, thing for the iron to try and like make it, because it was like kind of like a, it was like dirty iron. It was like they had to, it wasn't very good quality iron. So the uh, the companies that were working that were mining it were trying to come up with different processes to make it pure, and and that ended up with a an incident in Iker Falls's history, which he created an entire history for this town, um, and uh, it it comes out in both the stories, but also in very in uh, on the website. There's actually a whole like timeline of what of events that have happened and stuff like that, such as the Black Summer where. Uh, it was revealed that a bunch of uh, chemicals from the processing plants was leaking into the Aletheia River and basically sterilized half the town. Um, and so, like, and like, I like that kind of stuff was probably hap- I, I, I mean, we've we've talked in the past about like about uh, like the Rust Belt and stuff like that, and like things that happened in those in, in these areas. Yeah, like that was kind of not. On, I don't know if it was on that scale, but it was like those kind of things that were kind of prone to happen um, back in the day. Yeah. Would you say there's almost like in these instances there's almost kind of a common motif of, and I'm th- I'm kind of drawing from like Iker Falls, I'm drawing from like the real like the real life accounts and you know whether the true or not of the Mothman, but I'm also thinking of like think of the first episode or first arc in the like Oh Gods of Appalachia yeah. and other things. It's like you're dealing with a group of people that is them and their land are being. Poison. Ex- yeah, ex- poison. They're yeah. being exploited. They're, they're disposable. And that's horrible. And that's yeah. all that. But why is there this inclination in literature or, or a common 
motif, I guess you could say, it pops up where not only are they dealing with the economic uh, aspects of it, but they're also dealing with, you know, I find it really interesting that one of the common motifs that go into fiction or modern fiction in general with horror is that you we're dealing with an exploited people, like such as like, you know, and like you could say even in Point Pleasant's history, you could say in Icker Falls, you can say in like Old Gods of Appalachia, definitely the, the coal mining arc and whatnot, where yes. this company is uh, using uh, and, I mean, uh, taking from this community, like people, like poisoning them. It's like the unsafe work conditions, uh, raping the land, like just horrible things that happen. And then all of a sudden, not only are, like, if that was just a story by itself, it would be too grim and too dark, it seems. But then I, we add that aspect in, like, well, they were digging and they dug too deep. Yeah, or, like, there's some kind of, uh, like, like with Icker Falls, um, you find out much later in uh, the anthology of his stories, and even, like, you can you can check them all out on, like, they're I think most of them are free on the website. Yeah. Um, but, like, Shining One from Above the Sky is, like, an indigenous folk tale about the about the the supernatural presence in the land and like what is exactly caught what's what's potentially the source of the supernatural element of Vicar Falls which is this shining one um uh where and it takes the trickster uh, of of indigenous uh, folklore yeah um to rally a bunch of the like, the trees and and rally the, the rally nature basically against shining one and like uh, after like they try to uh, at first he tries to like um, stop Shining One by uh, challenging him to a race, and then Shining One wins. However, that's when they all, am- like nature and the trickster, ambush Shining One and basically just cut it, pull him apart, yeah, and throw him into different locations around Nicker Falls. Like his bones blacken, and he uh, they 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 pull his bones and drop them into the earth, and they blacken and become the and become brittle, the iron. Um, his blood, his ichor. Um, flows down the, like through the through the uh, through the land and becomes the the uh, the water. Yeah. Um, his soul uh, they can't find his soul and he and uh, and uh, it's it's roaming around the land and like um, the, uh, the the animals try to catch it and they but they get tired and dumb, or the trees try to catch it and they become, uh, but they become tired and they they have to stay put. So they that's where we get like the uh, one of the uh, a, a common landmark in Acre Falls is the Stillwood. And, um, eventually Trickster like sees that like all his friends, all the nature is like, has been rendered like mute by this, by this presence, this, this shining one's soul. So he casts a mist across, uh, across Sicker Falls and then imbues, uh, when, when men come to the, come to the land, he imbues them, uh, some of them with, uh, with his mark so that they can keep, uh, kind of, uh, kind of keep watch over what is happening and such. Yeah. And so shining one. His soul, like this, this evil presence, this dark presence, is is somewhere in Nicker Falls, but it can't escape because of the, the 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 mists of the falls and stuff. Yeah, and I think there's also like a correlation that it the the shining one creature is an like an aspect of it at the very least is uh is what is called the the Stillwood King, which is this person or this entity that lingers in the Stillwood where time stops, and if you get lost in the Stillwood, you have to like. Like you're slow, like you're you. Time starts dilating while you're in there. Yeah. Um. And so there's a bunch of like weird little creepy, supernatural elements uh, like all throughout the town, and like there's, uh, and and it, it kind of gives and like going back to like what like we were saying like, 
the supernatural element here of like uh, with that the corporate the the corporate like the the bosses of the this company and stuff that are doing is that they're digging up the bones of a god or of of the supernatural entity in the iron uh and the iron has like has impurities and so they're trying to use chemicals to process it they're using science to try and um purify this iron because it's poor but it's all they've got and then we get like things like the black summer yeah so it, it's it's adding it's adding an element i think i think it's at it, uh, the ad, the addition of supernatural to something that is tied to something real like realistic or familiar like, that has happened before in history kind of adds a little bit of a, a sugar coating to something that is hard to swallow sometimes. Yeah. It's also kind of like how haunted houses are, like ghost stories and haunted houses kind of things are really, I mean, they're a reflection of poverty. Yeah. Or like you're invested and you can't get away. And mm-hmm. that, that that's another aspect of the horror. Yeah. Like, like you, why would this, why would these people stay in this haunted house? Like, well, they've invested most of their their uh, their money into renovating this house and and making it their own. Yeah. It's like why like would you like le- like like would you become would you be would you rather be homeless? Yeah. Or live in a house with some noisy spirits. This is a conversation that just happened, and on the drive back when you were reflecting on, I'm pr- I'm proud of my heritage. I'm I love. Kentucky. I love Eastern Kentucky in particular. I I love the people. I love a lot of it. And there's problematic elements, obviously, like with any region and whatnot. But like I I can't I can't leave easily. Like I'd, I'd give up everything if I were to move away. I'd give up like my family that yeah. live here, like the family farm, my identity, like all these things. Just like your investments in a house are tied to to this place, the, yeah. the farmer who lives in Icker Falls, who has nothing, but is keeping a roof on his head, is better than the farmer who can't sell the place and moves to Columbus, Ohio, yeah, or and, Ashland, or, or Ashland, or anywhere like yeah, that. anywhere else. Yeah, they 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 they're, they're stuck. They're kind of stuck in this. They're stuck in the mist, like like Shining One. Yeah, um, like Trickster kind of condemned this land that that land. Just yeah. like, and it's like yeah, it's a good analogy, kind of to what you're saying, like. Yeah, it's hard to like break away from your roots. I mean, some people can do it, but like most people, like they get, like you're born and raised somewhere that like you, yeah, you have like a lot of you have roots and you can't you can't break those roots or it's hard to pull those roots out. Yeah, you're thirty oh. you're thirty minutes away from where I grew up as a child, and you're thirty minutes away from where I was born. Yeah, like different places like that. But I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a lifer at this point. Yeah, and yeah, it's. It's something I honestly, and I, I'm sorry that the, your podcast has to be that moment that I had this epiphany of like, I, like <laughs> no, that's the, perfect. the this relationship is, this, yeah. of this. And like, I'm looking forward to jumping into Icker Falls on my own. I, I'm, you know, when we're past Gen Con and like whatnot, I, I know that I'm going to be laying in bed reading it on my cell phone, just kind of kind of getting well versed. So I, I really do appreciate you introducing me to this. Yeah. So. We've been talking about um, like Icker Falls and like how it kind of relates to some of the stuff that's been going on in in Apple with Appalachia and or how it connects to the, like the Appalachian roots that it has. Um, we've recently like picked up or helped back a Kickstarter for a a game called Holler, which is um, sab- uh, uses the Savage Worlds so, uh, like RPG system, and is. <laughs> My my best the description of like the setting and stuff of like that is it's basically Ravenloft, but in Appalachia. 
mm-hmm. like um the 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 coal barons and like the the company barons have uh released some kind of like, like in with their industry have released some kind of a smog or some kind of a some kind of a chemical into the into the air that has encapsulated this portion of of apple of like a, like a couple of mountain valley or a couple of valleys and mountains into a pocket dimension of its own separating it uh, isolating it from the rest of the world um and it had me I, i've been thinking about it like we've, we've been talking kind of like off and on on like a couple of our like trips like our drives and stuff of like that uh for the last two days um about like i've been like, thinking of, of hauler and I don't know if I'd use the setting as is. I think I'd, I'd want to actually convert the system and part of the setting to Icker Falls. Because, like, when we were talking about, like, like oh, going by Icker Falls or the coordinates. And I was like, well, wouldn't it be really interesting to, like, fall through the mist or, like, go through the, go down that, tr- that, that, wood, that, uh, that dirt road that goes into the woods in that mountain and then end up on the other end out of the still wood and into an Icker Falls that is isolated by like, or is a pocket dimension of, um, of its own. And is kind of like stuck out there. It's basically like isolated from time and space, much like the, what happens in Holler, where like you're, you, the, uh, the, the people that are working there on the land and the people that, that are of the land, they're just kind of, they're stuck under the suppressive of uh, the, the oppressive thumb of like a company that seemed to own this pocket dimension of of apple of like a of a weird appalachia yeah um yeah it, it, that for some reason that really like clung to me when we were like looking at like, looking at like going to the coordinates and then we've been talking about hauler for a couple of a couple months now even um and then we've also been talking about ravenloft a little bit yeah over on your podcast rpx um and then what was the other game uh the other idea that we had for it kind of also want to kick around the idea and it was just on some, something because it's happened organically while we were speaking here uh, there's a uh, nordic horror game called vasen right yes and vasen is like uh, the beginning of like industrialization in in sweden yeah and the the land has uh man is enroaching and forgetting the old ways and whatnot and they're uh, spirits and entities like that are not being appeased anymore and it kind of the entire framework is you're a member of a secret society yeah. that um, deals with or appeases the, these entities and stuff yeah. like that. So not necessarily like it, like it's a monster hunting group, but they're not necessarily about just exterminating the monsters. They're about like basically preserving. It's kind of like a a supernatural like ecological like preservation sort of society. Yeah, in some ways mixed with a monster hunting group because like there are like things some things that need to be. Yeah. Either put down if they won't be appeased, or if they like if they're if they're a threat to themselves or, or and humanity. Like tigers in the, in the wilderness that have developed a, like begin hunting people and yeah. stuff like that. They're like they'll go after. And so, and I kind of also like that ecological kind of aspect too of like being a conservation officer and stuff yeah. like that. So jumping in with holler, and you know, the first thing I would like to kind of give you for homework as you work on this is um, we're doing. There's like a rena- let me go back and say this that there is from someone who lives in the, who's lived their entire life in the region there is been a kind of renewed uh, I don't want to say a renaissance but not but there's been a renewed interest in a lot of things Appala- uh, 
Appalachian. Mm-hmm. In fact, I caught you almost saying Appalachia a moment ago. It's, it sounded like it when you were going to talk about it, but like yeah. the locals call it Appalachian. You yeah. can kind of like, like you, you always refer to it as Appalachia. It just yeah. sounded like you were going to say Appalachia. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I try to keep up with Appalachia, yeah. yeah. And I mean, nobody would be offended or not, but um, like there's, there's just like a renewed interest in, in the area to degree because from someone growing up in, in this region, and this why like things like Holler reaches out to me is like when we have been depicted, it's, it's poverty porn. It's uh, look at these poor toothless hillbillies. Yeah. And uh, that has been, for the majority, it feels like in my life, I've, and I'm, I'm proud of, you know, who I am and where I'm from. And I'm proud of the pe- my people and the struggle that they overcome. And, there's th- you know obvious problems and all that, but like they have never, there's never been a focus on like the positive, enduring part of it. And then, like I said, maybe if to me it feels like the last ten years, like there's there's an interest. There's like musicians from this area, like um, Tyler Childers. Tyler Childers. He in the country scene, more of the the folk outlaw. I kind of area he 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 is from Appalachia and he he's made mainstream and that's that's great and then there are um we we uh we don't you know what hipsters are right yeah I, like the people who like really kind of jump into this and it, sadly enough it's kind of more of a term for like the other who didn't grow up like that it's like there's like instead of hipsters we have hicksters. And, and, yeah, and okay. stuff like that, and I mean, no shame. It's it's compliment. I mean, uh, copying uh, is the greatest form of flattery. Kind yeah, of, kind of thing like that. So, like, and another thing, imitation I like to, is the sorry, imi- is, yeah, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I was like, yeah. I was trying to think of it myself. I like, I, it alluded like, to me. Yeah, and like, I I totally I I definitely get it. Like, because I'm like, I'm from Canada. I'm from Ontario. Yeah. Like. We, uh, I don't, I, I, I'm not Appalachian at all, <laughs> but I, I do, I do find it very interesting. I've never really like, I've never like thought down on these people or like, yeah. thought down on these, on this, the, this thing. I've always thought of, it's always come from a place of like interest and, yeah. and admiration. Um, and like, again, I, I've, well, the last two years, I think the last two days, I don't think I've gone a couple of hours without saying how beautiful your, you know, oh, like your, well, your, your well, local you. like area is and such. I, I appreciate it. And then from someone who grew up watching Clueless come out, you know, Felicia Silverstone and yeah. like Paul Rudd uh, coming out in the nineties. And <laughs> then they make a joke, like he's her stepbrother or something like that. And then I t- made a joke about being married and she goes, wait, this ain't Kentucky yeah. and whatnot. I mean, like I, I personally, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, internalize that. Now, things I would recommend because we're dealing with like work labor strikes and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Research for you. It's on YouTube, folks. It's a public. I think it, it's last time I checked, it was on there, but it's called Harlan County, USA. And Harlan County, USA, is basically a documentary that took place in like I think late sixties, early seventies about the one of the second labor strikes with the coal miners in eastern Kentucky, mm-hmm. Harlan County, and whatnot. And you know, if you're wanting to do it and you're wanting to do it right, uh, I think that first off, you need to kind of f- witness the struggle, or witness uh, like see the film or look into it to figure out like the over like 
the bad guy that you're depicting yeah. and whatnot, and like being able to kind of handle things like ascensively. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting uh, documentary. Like, and I mean, there's there's a history of the of this oppression, and I mean, one of the first times, like, I think I told you you learned about this today. Like, there's it's called the the Battle of Blair Mountain. And that was in West Virginia, like yeah. right on the Kentucky, like or, you know, right joining the Kentucky and whatnot. And that's like armed for uh, the American Army fought like the miners, yeah, essentially and stuff like that. And like so, you, I mean, looking into these things. By the way, the the game that just kickstarted the Price of Coal, yeah, like you know, I picked it up. And I have it on row twenty. Is based on that battle, that that battle, and not that. So I mean, we're. When you're when we're dealing about gamifying this, it's just being able to kind of at least have have some knowledge rather than just just kind of like we're not, we're not saying just jump into it. Yeah, so. don't. Yeah, of course. And like I would definitely, I'll be consulting you for some of the <laughs> like I'll be talking to you and, and some of that when it comes to like when I'm working on things like because yeah. I can see like uh, for for the Acre Falls idea of like uh, ter- converting it from uh, using hauler to kind of add into it and stuff. I would definitely want to like get some more information about like this, like what the companies were like and like how, like that whole situation. Cause I'd probably be running it. Not like a lot of, a lot of Icker Falls ends up getting um, a lot of the, the stuff that's been done for Icker Falls uh, tends to be in the eighties. Yeah. And like nine and, or like the nineties, like, um, uh, like, cause that's because a lot of the, the horror stuff, a bunch of the horror stories and stuff that Chris Straub wrote in with, was kind of like set in like a nebulous like 80s 90s kind of time sometimes in the 70s and some of that but there but it, some of the stories do go deep go go uh, do go farther like there is one where like it's a i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's an iron mine and like a, a miner like there's an accident down the, in the mines and he comes back up to uh, he he refuses to die even though his heart's been pierced by some kind of a some kind of debris or something. He refuses to let go. He refuses his for his heart to start to, to stop beating, and he, make, he tries to make his way back to his family to at least tell his son that he has to take on the the responsibilities for, to keep the family going and stuff. Um, and like that's back in in like uh, early nineteenth century, yeah, or not nineteenth century, uh, 20th century, yeah. Um, and there are other stories that like take place in like around in and around that kind of setting. Like there's a like a uh, there's a poker game. Uh, there's a story about a poker game where like uh, they they're all having poker and they're they're taking a drink and stuff of that. And then like uh, a person who who loses the poker game, like there's something that happens and they like they get the, the, one of the losers guy gets all pissed off and basically just like like starts crying and then walks away. And uh, the newcomer who's like entered this game is like, oh, what's going on? Like he's taking one of the drinks and like he's starting to play and it's like I was like, oh, it looks like uh looks uh, looks like we all. Uh, we got we went out of this one, and then like some girl starts like imbibing, like bringing drinks again to like the in the in the uh, the bar, and it's like, um, and the new guy was like, no, I think I'm gonna like, no, sir, your son, you're gonna want to take that. It's like, why? Like that's the antidote to the poison you drank earlier, and so like basically they were playing a poker game, and whoever lost doesn't get the the antidote. Oh God. Yeah. So it's like, and it's just like, and that's that's one of the stories, like, and, and uh, it, it's from an, it's it's set in an earlier time, exactly. So yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think if I was going to do like, I, and for my game or for like the game idea I was having for Holler, I would want to set it somewhere before, like somewhere that's not set in, like the, the, the other people don't generally tend to set it in. So I'd have, I'd, I, but I would definitely be looking at uh, at material that is, uh, I'd be doing, my, I'd be doing research, yeah, because you never want to again, like we've we've t- we've had this on on, our, on El Dente before, where it's like 
somebody is clearly not has not done their research they're just writing out of their ass yeah uh and it kind of sometimes shows so like i would definitely want to like have some kind of uh I, I want to be respectful to the material, yeah. uh, to the to the to the the locale because I'm not from this place. Yeah, and I, I didn't mean to. If if I want to apologize, if it kind of sounded like gatekeeping, just popping in like no, that. I just fine. I just know that you know coming from some, uh, there are sensitive people, and me and you kind of also have um, the unique perspective. Like our games are heard, yeah, and stuff like that. So so there's an extra level of um, checks and balances that need to be applied. That if I'm going to record myself playing or running a, a game that I'm, I'm, we I want to make sure my that, shit together. Yeah. We want to make sure there's no harm, no foul. Certainly. Yeah. Like, and, and like we are like, we're, we're being respectful to the material because yeah. like, like we're, the intention is not to harm. Yeah. And the intention, like we're, we're, we're all sitting down here to have fun. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a way to do a healthy balance between dealing with gross exploitation of land and people mm-hmm. and, Adding a touch of uh, Mystery Inc., Scooby Doo, yeah. Monster of the Week, and adding a touch of Curse of Shroud yeah. into the whole deal. And I, I, I got, uh, allow me to get this ball rolling here. Just things that kind of pop into my head about, um, and I'm drawn heavily from Curse of Shroud as well as like, I, I do like the Stergo, uh, Scooby Doo. Like, they really had the exploitation of this company and this plant, like, destroying the Crystal Cove area yeah. in that. But, um, so, Curse of Strahd begins with the adventurers encountering one of the, um, uh, what was the? Um, Vistani. Vistani, yeah. Vistani, which is kind of the, thank God, Wizards of the Coast, arguably not done enough. To do it, but they're trying to mute the the uh, gross racism of uh, basically this proxy for the Roma yeah. uh, that uh, serves Strahd. There, they meet and they encounter one of the Vistani, and it basically sets across the, the path of you entering the mists and whatnot. I like, and regardless of like if you set it in modern era, like the this proxy of the evil barons, because I do like this idea of this like exploited land that exists out of time and space and was that a real kicker i like the idea of them actually feeding their product back into the real world it's just like you end up like in this meat packing plaque kind of thing and um like you know it could be a job i mean it could be you just driving and boom you drive into spooky sound hill kind of thing and you, you get a job it could also be a temp agency you meet at a bar, you meet at uh, the Adelco temp agency or some yeah. shit like that, and then you end up over there. And I, you're stuck there, not only not knowing that you can't leave, I'm sure that would be something that pops up into the game, but I yeah. like the idea of um, while well, you're stuck there, kind of drawing on that, you're invested and you have nothing when you leave. Like You're only getting paid in company script. Yeah. And again, you're shopping at the company store and your money's worthless if you leave this place. Yeah. Which historically is what they did. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, that kind of stuff like ties in. Like the company, like in, in the Ecker Falls stories and in the in the lore that you get in like on the website and stuff, there is like, there are like, comp- like there's not only just the, the, the metal, like the, the metal working company or the guys who are mi- the company that's mining the metal and stuff like that. There's also yeah. the developers. There's a, a whole like new section of of the of, of the town that is 
um, being developed by people who, uh, by a by a corporation that's come in to develop the land into a, a place called Elysium, and like versus like Aletheia, which is like the lower income areas and stuff like that, and like the the downtrodden locations, like the older parts of of Icar Falls. Like it's all they're all kind of named like Greek, like off of like Greek uh, naming and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Elysium is like the higher class like area. It's where like all the the new development is happening. All the newer houses are being built and stuff. Uh, but even in that, even in those locations, there's this, the element of like the supernatural, the corruption is kind of showing like there are like, uh, locations that are just like things are creeping in or like things are like warping the, the, that location just as much as like the, the old, yeah. the old place, like the old place is almost like kind of like the, 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 the stuff that was poisoning the old stuff yeah. is starting to poison the new development. In Curse of Straw, there were the, like the. I can't burgermaster and and characters like yeah. that are like more affluent members of society, but they, mm-hmm. and while they live in a, a prettier cage, it's, it's still they're still stuck there. Yeah, they're still in a cage yeah. and whatnot. I like so, that. And you could even have it like because uh, I I think there's like a resort or I think there's some kind of apartment complex or resort in one of the Fall stories, where you could have like basically a temp agency like you were saying, when you're like uh like people that are like come go, go getting like getting uh, hired on as work at this like hotel or at these like uh, these like um, uh, apartment complexes or these like office buildings um and you're that's great you're 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 working there and then you start realizing you there's no way to there's no you can't leave uh once you once you it's like a a roach trap like yeah. you can, you can enter but you can't leave yeah let's make us a little bit darker they have their claws, obviously, in the in the the world outside of uh, Icker Falls. Yeah. Your environment, EPA person, or something like that, and I mean, you either find you, like because each character's gonna have different backgrounds and stuff yeah, like course, that. Yeah. You could be someone doing water samples. Yeah, honestly, you could be from like different avenues of like how to get in there. Like again, like somebody in development, somebody you could be somebody who just moved in, who's been like suckered into a uh, a timeshare to move into one of these newer like 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 a gated community that that's popped up in Elysium. Yeah, uh, you could be, um, yeah, like you're saying, like an EPA, like environmental stuff, like go like checking the water samples and stuff. Um, you could be, uh, you could be a miner in like, and we were we were talking a little bit earlier. It's like where you were like thinking like with this whole idea of like people coming into the mist. They don't necessarily have to be from this all from the same time period. They could be from like different time periods, but they all end up in this stagnant, static, almost like uh, still uh, times time area. Because like that's kind of what the the way I'm kind of thinking is like the mist and the forest, the stillwood might be something that is, is the encompassing barrier of, of Icker Falls. It exists outside of everything. Space and time, yeah. I, 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 I was, was sick with the, the decorum that we've seen in like older towns like Point Pleasant and yeah. like this older Americana. I mean, downtown Cincinnati. I mean, not downtown, but like the older areas of Cincinnati where all the, the train yards and stuff like that is like just the older buildings that are like, and like their old abandoned disrepair, like any old American town, like, mm-hmm. I, I I would love to have yeah. that that motif. I mean, you could even have um, if you were going from all time periods. I mean, you could have uh, any from the indigenous natives to like uh, the people who were the frontiersmen to like somebody from the seventies, somebody the like future, tw- like twenty twenty or twenty thirty five, like yeah. somebody. 
Not maybe not. Don't go. No, let's not go too far. Because otherwise, we're going into like time watch. <laughs> yeah. The time watch system is just like. Being, although that's not a bad idea. <laughs> no, I, I just really like the, yeah. the the discordant kind of note that you would have all these people that are like stuck in this this one time period yeah. and whatnot. And they're, I don't know, it, it would add to the weird, and the weird's what we kind of like. And yeah. And then, like, maybe even, like, the conformity, like, the part of the horror could be the, also the conformity, like, okay, you're all from these different places, but you all have to get in line. Yeah. And, like, like you all have to have, you all have to find a role in this town, otherwise you're going to get burned out or you're going to get chewed up by yeah. Shining One or by, by whatever, by the company that's still, the, that's, that's either, that's either serving the, that, the, 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 the horror, serving the presence. Yeah. Or maybe even has a, has a bit of a leash on it now. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, you have that easily. Um, let's look at in, let's look at our end game. Yeah. So we we've kind of got our setting. So let's talk about our end game. So we've kind of got a setting. We got some weird things that we're going to add into it and whatnot. I mean, I think the first obvious course of uh, discussion here is if we could treat it like a curse of Strahd, like a big one big uh, boss hog kind yeah. of character that you're going against now from my playthrough of curse of strahd with uh some of my friends over uh over the pandemic we were one option is actually do like an uprising against strahd and stuff like that and that's there's there's a a precedence historically in worker strikes and whatnot so i think one particular avenue that you know, you've got the monster of the week thing. Yeah. You could even divide um, divide up uh, the game in like sections, like this group of people, this group of people, or this part of town, this part of town, these workers, these workers, and basically, like your missions are. They, you like, got to help out one, like help out a group. They've got a problem, and like basically, not not to steal your, not not to no, uh, but, cut you off, but like just like um, like build a repertoire. Yeah, and then like build build alliances in yeah. a way, and uh, yeah, uniting them. And yeah. then if you're if you're not comfortable like as a player, like there could be a proxy of the person who's kind of the mouthpiece, like the the young um, like vocal member of the community that could be actually the starting point of like you're you're kind of following their vision, and that kind of would like free up the players from trying to figure out how to unite. That would be you could narratively have it like you need to go talk to the uh, to the people uh, at this place and this place and kind of unite them. And basically, I mean, it, it could be a bloody rebellion, which, I mean, we love that in, in role-playing games, but it, it could also be too, um, like, you don't realize, I'm trying to think. Like, maybe, like I, the, the, uh, not, again, I don't mean to keep running. No, no, please yeah. do. But I'm just thinking it's like, um, like, what if, like, the company... Uh, maybe some at some point in the history of Ivicker Falls, uh, or in this version of Ivicker Falls, they found a way. Like they found the key to the fog, or to the mists, or to the Stillwood. Like they found the secret. Maybe they found the beating heart of Shining One, or some 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 artifact or something that keeps the place like out of time and out of space. And so the pro- uh, the problem is basically like getting it and basically releasing Ivicker Falls and these people from their cage, from their prison. I got a suggestion. Okay, here we go. This is, I, I, in my mind, this sounds great. There's an old expression like, uh, like, and somewhere online, like you, you don't know, 
like if you're sitting on the porch, you don't know that you have a leash on you, so to speak, yeah. until you start trying to walk away from it. So I think part of the process of getting into Icker Falls, and it could be like a visual thing that like the characters can see eventually, like there's an invisible chain or something like at Merforga that yeah. binds them to it. And until like, until you, like you've got to awaken everybody's spirits and uh, their sense of freedom and individuality and whatnot, and it like breaks these metaphorical chains. I mean, it could be something that you like you visually visually see, like when you look at other people, like they're being chained down. And I've seen this in some other work of fiction, and I can't remember what it is, but like the reason that we're stuck here is because you were in a bad spot to begin with, and it yeah. was predatory. And when you get over there, you're chained to the porch, so to speak. And the old wise woman, the old Nana. Or yeah, Nanner or whatever you want to call it. like Mamaw is what we like typically in this region, and there's other regions in the south that use like Mamaw and whatnot. But you know, the wise woman. Yeah, I, I've kind of I'm also kind of thinking along the lines of like Fallout, not um, 76, but like Fallout 4. There was a character that oh the 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 sage woman who yeah like, the one that takes the drug like that like she takes jet and, like, and some of the drugs and some of that and like gives you visions or yeah like yeah. Which I never did do that because I wouldn't dare like that. I didn't want. Yeah, I didn't want her. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you can basically run her to death on that. And yeah, like you're, if you're a horrible ass monster. But like, you know, you could do something like that. That could be your leader and, and whatnot. Who who sees that? And you know, obviously, like for like resolution, you're gonna have to fight Strahd. You're gonna have to fight the, the big uh, top. Whatever. Rock. Yeah. Whatever's up at the top of the the yeah. conspiracy. But it doesn't necessarily have to be like a bloody like. You know, Revolution. Helms Deep kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of thing like that. It could be, I mean, one day everybody just like when when after after you break uh, the final boss, I like the idea of like everybody looks around if the fog clears, and they walk away with their life. Like, or I don't know, that's, yeah. that's kind of weird, but I do like the idea. Of, like, or maybe you, the prison survive. Maybe the prison stays. Like, because again, it is holding something. Like, there is a reason yeah. why uh, Icker Falls is where it is in that in that in that situation but like the fog is releasing the people that weren't aren't supposed to be there yeah. like like me like i like that idea like like maybe maybe the company got in and they realized they had a good they had a good thing they could they could um exploit here and so then they started pulling people in from from outside into this place and they couldn't and then like they couldn't leave as a result of like their control so releasing that control the prison to the eldritch thing or whatever it is that is the, the whatever the source of supernatural is still there because that sh it can't go it can't get out or it shouldn't be able to be allowed to leave but the what it, whatever the company was doing um is broken so that it allows for the the people like that that were trapped here are allowed to actually leave like walk away from the still yeah, and that's what God, I almost written Curse Strahd for you but there there is, <laughs> there is there is an, an aspect of that that can be Put in the end, end of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's realistically, and this is depressing uh, to say, but you, the site is uh, the whole area of Ikerfalls is to declare a happy fun site. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you're like you're the ones who stay behind to monitor the water, be the wardens, or, yeah, yeah, and and whatnot. And I don't know. That's kind of cool. Like I, think, I, yeah. I, I took control of that. And I do want to apologize. Like what that was my vision of of um, like the end goal was just uniting and whatnot. Do you have a, 
So first off, don't don't apologize. Okay. <laughs> That's my job as a Canadian. <laughs> but secondly, um, um, like more realistic, like like actually, um, like I like that idea. Like I, I like this is a brainstorming session basically, um, and we got there. <laughs> like yeah. we got to a we got to a, a spot where I think like yeah, that's honestly where it should be. I do also like the idea of like. Yeah, there will be some people maybe at the end of the resolution that like they don't leave because they are like maybe the leaders of certain factions. They decide they they, they are chosen to stay um, to safeguard this like like you said, happy fun site and happy fun site. I mean, as 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 dark and depressing as that is realistically, it is something that uh, it is a an element of Americana that that I think would work well with this sort of situation as well. Um, and it's certainly been used in 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 horror scenarios and storytelling yeah. of in America, like Delta Green uses yeah. them. Uh, I, I've 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 heard at least two or three games in the Delta Green system and setting where a happy fun site is used. In fact, that was how I found out about happy fun sites. Um, Sadly, not me. <laughs> yeah, I grew up near one. I, 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 I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm not... sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I like that idea. Um, going so away, going away from the the hauler idea and like the the curse of Strahd sort of like uh, thing. Let's go touch on the thing that you were saying earlier, Vassen. Um, and uh, because it, with Vassen, you you're working, you're part of an organization that is in maintaining and safeguarding uh, human, uh, like safeguard, basically finding the balance between the supernatural and and humanity as humanity is pushing this industry into nature. Um, I do like that idea, and it is kind of something that pops up occasionally in some of the some of the lore and stories of, of Vicar Falls, where, uh, like I said before, the, the the story of Shining One from Above the Sky has something where Trickster um, touches certain people, like like, uh, like marks certain people within the town when the land or when people come to the land, uh, they are marked to be the protectors, to be the guardians, be the the wardens. Yeah. So you could have a secret society, like, and it doesn't have to be anything like like Shine like Trickster or anything. That doesn't have to be necessarily like. A physical embodiment or like something it could literally just be like you when you've you've been called to this town like you've been called to Iker falls um for reasons that you cannot fully explain uh but you have but as a result you've been given the site like in boston you get like uh you, you uh the people that you play as are people that have the site there the, the ability to see and sense the supernatural that sounds like the people that are marked and uh and and uh basically entrusted to uh as the, in the roles of wardens for the for, for Iker falls to me yeah. Um, I remember when we were first some of our fir- earliest uh, episodes of Vicar Fall um, for Aldente Rigamortis. We we had an episode where we talked about um, a an idea for a game where you it, you were working for the Horticultural Society and basically you were pruning problems within the town. Like you, it was sort of like it, the the cover was the Horticultural Society and you were basically the gardeners of the Stillwood. And so you were going and you were basically dealing because things were coming out of the still water. Like there are like, cause there are no wolves in the still wood. There are no wolves in the still wood, uh, mm-hmm. which is another, it's another story in, in yeah. falls. It's like, it's all about emphasis. It's like, there's no wolves in the still wood. There's no wolves in the still wood. There's no wolves in the still wood. And it's just like, what are the wolves in the still wood? <laughs> Um, so it's like supernatural, like something like, again, it could be like some kind of a, like a, a Vossen monster hunt yeah, or monster of the week kind of scenario where you're, um, like things are leaking out of the still wood, perhaps maybe the still wood is the focus of the supernatural element, uh, or the, the supernatural troubles for Iker Falls. And so 
you and there are like um, there's multitude of of different like creatures and entities in in Icarfall stories that you could plumb from and make Vossen or you use the Vossen rules and stuff like that to like kind of uh, create your own like supernatural entities that need to either be like yeah um, appeased or like navig- negotiated with or put down if if necessary yeah um, and then also you're dealing with um, the develop the uh, because this town is uh, bo- has both a um, a a mining company or some kind of a processing plants and like industry like that, but yeah. also has these developers that are trying to basically encroach on the still water and crouching on on the nature and like the old ways of of Vicar Falls. You can also have like that be a kind of a tense issue between like the, what's leaking out of the still wood and what's what's coming into the town for revenue and such. Yeah. So you got a time period in mind for that. That one is a little bit trickier. It's like. I would think like mid either either mid century like mid twentieth century or maybe uh dare I say even like the nineties or eighties. Um do you have an is there anyone that you have like a specific in mind on that? Because I, I know I think isolationism is like one of the key factors and definitely like without there being globalization and whatnot, I think it would and kind of sicken with almost some of the source material of Vossen itself. I would say no. I like the idea of it being no later than, I mean, I would say between World War One and World War Two. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I think that, and I think that works for like uh, again American history. Like it's it's a good like kind of like space where it's yeah. like things are. There's almost like a, a, a as far as I'm aware, there's like sort of like a a facade of stability, <laughs> like mm-hmm. or like it's a, like things there. There it's good times, but it's the good times are going to drop soon and no one's really fully aware of that yet or maybe great depression. Maybe they've yeah. and that, and I mean, there's okay. So really with, with uh, this content here, uh, isolationism has been a key, like nobody wants to come here. Um, and then when these jobs come here, like to exploit the land and exploit the people and exploit everything like that, mm-hmm. that's the only game in town and stuff like that. I think, with Vicker Falls, it, it needs to have that. There's not like this big boom where people, there's, I can't remember which road it was, but they called it like the Hillbilly Highway where people were leaving like Eastern Kentucky and West Virginia and going up to Ohio to the automotive plants or going up to like that. So I, I think prior to that, it's kind of, I mean, I like just maybe from like an aesthetic, I like the idea of like the, the, the veteran returning from World War One. Yeah, kind of deal like that. I like the idea of there actually being possibly, though, not really, um, depending on how, where exactly you put it in that. I mean, uh, veterans of like the Spanish American War, veterans of the Civil yeah. War. Of course, that's 1867 when that ended. So that would be like a very ancient person. Fun note, like, uh, like West Virginia was not like it was just Virginia and then there was a separation because yeah. West Virginia wasn't down with what the the South was saying. Yeah. And and whatnot. So that that's why there's Virginia and West Virginia and stuff like that. So I mean you got kinda it's just somewhere in it it's somewhere in there is that sweet spot. If you don't want to if you don't want the civil I mean if you don't want the World War One vet I mean the or I mean the Vietnam War Vietnam, I, yeah, I, 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 you still have isolation in that, yeah. and that's even 
and you, you also know, and and sorry not to uh, de- no, sorry. not it's, like tied into like uh, for for like the Vietnam War I think that was in uh, I'm, my American history is a little iffy on the, uh, that was in the seventies or sixties it, it went over into the seventies it was okay, in, it, was, it, was in the, it was in the sixties and um, honestly America jumped in because of the French yeah. Um, because like that could tie into like the Black Summer, like because I mean the Black Summer would have just happened around that time as well. Well, the in, Black in Summer is Asian Orange. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's like when you, of course, I'm the way I mean, you were, yeah, the way I was describing, it. yeah, it's basically yeah, in the in 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 Alethea, like in in Icar Falls, yeah, it's basically that, like it's like it, the horrible, just horrible, like swaths of like chemically induced like cancers and and like yeah. birth defects and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like oh. It's like a hopper in season four when he's talking about it. Yeah. And, and, and things like that. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different deal. I, I just, 90s would be pushing. I'd love to see what it, what it was in. I mean, there's still like the internet is not widespread and whatnot and all that. So, I mean, I think it would work. I also think like, I, I did bring up the nineties the as like a potential, but I think honestly, like I'm, tr- I'm trying to keep away from the nineties and even the eighties because like, those are the, the the spots that other people have tapped already for Icar Falls, like with with like RPGs and stuff like that. Like yeah. uh, again, Drunken the Ugly did uh, did a stint of Icar Falls. I think it was in like the early two thousands, like uh, uh, late nineties. Um, RPPR touched on a little bit with Candle Cove, and again at the same time. But like, yeah, in like eighties and nineties, like that's around. Like also that those two those two time periods of in terms of the horror genre are very common. Now. Yeah, it's like so. Like you're always trying to find like something that's tells a more uh, tells a story like a, a different story that's not just the same as like everything else, right? Yeah, let's pin it down before it's not mine. Like so, we have. I, I honestly still think it should be like if if you want to like you want the emphasis to be like on the decadence of uh, like the money and things are going great and stuff like that. I think it'd be prior to the great the, the great stock market crash and, and whatnot like yeah. that. So that would kind of like you've you've still got where you can pull from a rich history and at the same time like there's industrialization and exploitation and whatnot yeah. like that. Um and you know just somewhere in that sweet spot. I think I think I probably I couldn't see the the force for the trees on that one there. I do want to apologize for kind of prolonging that. I can apologize when I want to, sir. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, and I make no apology of that. But uh, <laughs> I am but, unapologetically apologetic. <laughs> uh, whatever your, your situation is, like you need to be at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if I've learned anything from games like Delta Green and either the monster of the week like or even supernatural kind of set life like you're working outside of the, of the system and this would be i mean this is maybe where you would draw more in like on the estergo uh kind of um deal from like scooby-doo yeah if you wanted to make it more of a, a well honestly if you're dealing with foss and, and whatnot you're you're basically it's monster of the week kind, yeah. of, kind of thing like that um i mean maybe it, I wouldn't even say you couldn't even be law enforcement and stuff like that because those people were in the pockets of uh, like the the of of, of big oh, yeah of of, uh, of big iron and yeah. uh, and lumber. So I mean, you're you're the people, you're the you're the miners, yeah. you're the the mom pa play the mom pa shop in town that's trying to like yeah. etch out a living outside of the big cor- the big company. There's something about break going like the mind shifts over and you come back at midnight and you got and you got your your headlamp yeah and a, a pickaxe and a shotgun and you're going into the mine with your friends to, to go make deal it. with something else something that's popped in or like um, 
God. So the, uh, I think as of this episode getting posted, there is a, we just did a Acre Falls story in preparation for my trip Yeah. Uh, called So Cold. And it's a very short story, but it's essentially a revenant uh, or like a vampirizing revenant, uh, like a lady, like a, um, uh, this woman, like I, I kind of got the impression um, that the story was this guy had killed his wife or his girlfriend or something had happened and he'd just gotten back from burying her and then he was sleeping and he was trying to get some sleep and he started hearing her voice again like like next to him and then like the temperature started dropping and dropping and as she got closer to him and as like he would breathe like he would breathe out air like exhaust or like breathe out like um his you'd see his breath hang in the air from the cold and it would form a face like you it would actually show like show her face and then as she got closer and closer, she eventually froze him to death. Yeah. Um, and I had this idea of like, well, she's just a revenant or like some kind of a spirit of like uh, a, a spirit that, like of a wronged of a, woman, a wronged woman. Yeah. And uh, my idea was that maybe he wasn't the only one that caused this. Like maybe it wasn't just a, pr- a crime of passion or an accident or something like that that he's trying to get rid of. Maybe it was a conspiracy against her. And it wasn't, and so like, it's like a slew, like you're, uh, if, if we were having this as a Vossen game or like in, in Holler or something like that, depending on, you can also have it in any of these, any of those games. Uh, Cause it's basically just a, a murder mystery of like, you're following a trail of bodies that are dropping of, under these mysterious circumstances. Like they're, fr- they're freezing exposure when there's no reason for them. Like their, their houses were warm. There was nothing open. There's no doors or windows open for the air to come in to freeze them while they were sleeping. They just froze to death like ice cold, like ice, uh, in their beds. And you're trying to figure out what's going on. Like what's like, who's like, who's part of this. And you're finding like kind of the connection of like what they did or like who, like what's happening and some of that. And like, Oh yeah, where's that missing? Like, isn't somebody missing? And then you find out like that it's the revenant of this woman that was, was scorned or like was like betrayed by a bunch of their friend, her friends and, and her lover. And then it comes down to like, do you let her finish the job or do you actually try to stop her <laughs> and like spare some lives? Like spare, like they may not be innocent, but like, are you any better for, if you let this revenant do uh, like finish the job or do you yeah. try and save a human life? It's interesting. I like that. There's yeah. honestly like for any kind of game like this, I recommend people just watch like at least first three or four shit. There's like eight or nine or 10 of them seasons of like supernatural. Like it, oh, yeah. there's, that's one show that did like a monster of the week kind of set up so well. Yeah. yeah. Like better than like Buffy the vampire. So I dare say like X-Files though. I did like the government conspiracy and definitely when X-Files went monsters yeah. and cryptids and all. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, wow. And then, yeah, just, uh, you got a series of this. I think with a game like, mm-hmm. like the Vossen one though. And like, there being a final game now, you could set up a monster or whatnot, like the 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 what was it called, the shiny one, shining one. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you can set up the shiny one, and maybe in this one here, you can actually destroy it or weaken it or do. I mean, whatever you want to do, but like you're still going to probably have the showdown with it. But you're also like a shepherd, yeah, taking care of uh, people. An idea that comes to me, and this is again uh, deriving for and, and being inspired by things that we've talked about in the past. A uh, couple of months, um, speaking of Japanese, some some Japanese uh, creepypastas that we've read and discussed on the show. Um, the idea that maybe the whole like shining one being like trapped in the in the mists and like lost in the mists around Iker Falls 
for centuries. Maybe that was some, uh, in that way, like the reason why that was done was basically to slow it down, to make it less powerful so that one day it could be dealt with. Yeah. And then that's how we get like the, like back in the, in the, in the day, in the, in the time before time, like when, when Trickster and uh, like Locke uh, basically like was able like tried to like tried to stop him. He, he uh, Shining was, was always perceived as too powerful. And so like the best way to do it was to pull him apart and separate him away and then like lock him in this place so that he couldn't escape or that he couldn't find his way out or anything like that. Um, maybe that would, that in doing so like time weakened him. So thus giving like suddenly the, this, this, elder, this superpower has been waning and waning yeah. and waning until a point where like mortals can now deal with it. And then hence why trickster has marked people to come in, like uh, marked people to, to watch over the situation until the time was right in that it could actually be dealt with by, by mortals. Yeah. Um, it adds a little bit more of a, of a hopeful element to a, what is otherwise a cosmic horror kind of element of like this eldritch horror being locked away. But like, I kind of like that idea of like it, the idea of like something being basically like uh, left alone um, to to uh, deteriorate or like uh, what what like it's like kind of like what they do with radiation radioactive material like they it has to ha- enter a half life right yeah so that's basically what like shining what shining one is is like basically it's w- rendering rendering him uh, like weaker and weaker and weaker until like somebody can sh- come along and actually be, uh, deal with him properly. And shining ones created a honeypot that makes people and make a prop makes it profitable to to be there. So I yeah. mean, like he's actively working against it too. Yeah. Like maybe he's also trying to like bo- like keep yeah. himself sustained. Like it's almost um, it, it's like a vampire. Like it's like Strahd or like um, uh, like you said a honeypot, or it's like or it's like uh, Pennywise, um, yeah. where like he's feeding on that area. But in this case, like he's like he's doing it because if he doesn't, he 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 starts weakening and he starts dying. Yeah. So he's like that's how he's been using he's been using human human souls or using that that suffering in human souls uh, as a means of like sustaining uh, like uh, countering what was what was done to him. All these ideas are really great, and we you you may have noticed that we've uh, kept talking about the the shining one, which is. Uh, from my understanding of the Iker Falls uh, uh, literature, as told to me today, is it just it existed here before Western expansion and whatnot. So we're kind yeah. of dealing with like something primordial to the land and whatnot. And it, one of the things that, as you know, speaking as a, a person who does not have very much familiarity with uh, Native American culture. Uh, you know, I've, I'm afraid that I would run a risk of being insensitive, uh, even, you know. Even out of ignorance, it's yeah, still. It's, ignorance, yeah. it's, it's still ignorance. If, if I was like, you know, kind of going into older myths and whatnot. And just, you know, for me personally, I would, I've been kind of trying, as we've been talking, just trying to think about just ways that um, we can't, we're, we get away from that motif that's been done time and time again. If like there's something ancient here and, and, uh, the natives warned the, the uh, warned them not to go there and what, and whatnot. And also, I mean, it's, it's something that's done. Time. At best, it's like a tired cliche. Yeah. At worst, it's kind of exploitive and insensitive and disrespectful yeah. to like their, like to these people's 
who have already been exploited yeah. and disrespected time and again by um, European cultures. Yeah. Um, and like we're both a product to kind of of that situation. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is not our sandbox. Yeah. There, there are other options if you want to explore this, like such as uh, Coyote and Crow, which was kickstarted. I think uh, well, pretty much at the beginning of the pandemic, it has been released, and it's kind of an alternate history of uh, where, like, if the the settlers never came, yeah, east or no west, excuse me, they never even made it across the ocean. I don't think. Yeah, never. Like, and yeah, like, was... this is like the the world it developed. In their absence, and when allowed native populations to you know, grow at their own rate and whatnot. Um, so, what kind of ideas do you have if we wanted to kind of get away from to, this? Not, to kind of like not like so, sorry, like not to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut you off again. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, like uh, to kind of like, we're, like if we if we're not feeling comfortable using th- those kind of yeah. motifs uh, in in the story, or not using the that that kind of like source of the the supernatural presence maybe it is something like something in the soil but it's not tied to like a a native american or indigenous myth or folklore um there are some of the some of the stories in the lore if we wanted to say like maybe like the land is cursed or like the or like something cursed it was cursed in this area um a little bit later than than what the the, some of the stories are uh there is the hirsch the, the hirsch camera story where um this man named hirsch an inventor uh, he in the stories, I think he was uh, he was supposed to have developed uh, a, a technique for for uh, for developing photos and stuff like that before a few years before um, the the previous uh, the, the actual person. Yeah, yeah. So I can't never remember the name of it. I taught arts and humanities for several years. <laughs> um, but and he uh, but like he's kind of very obscured and like he's actually like I think there's even like some hints that like he had been like concealed. Uh, like his his whole like invention and stuff had been concealed and such, um, because uh, he using water using like uh, chemicals and water in the in the uh, in and around the Icker Falls area to develop his photos, his photos with his camera and like the techniques he was using, they always came out wrong or surreally macabre. Like for example, like he took a photo of a tree, and the photo came out with the tree, like the ends of the tree branches and stuff of that all being like, like looking like hands um, or um, a, a character uh, or some people like staring at the, like, like him taking like a picture of somebody on, in the middle of the street, looking at the camera. And there's like just something very, very peculiar about the photo. Like it's almost like gives off a three dimensional impression. Um, almost like the person is still is actually like, like they're like a part of their soul is in the is in the photo like locked away um or like even so, and then some of them are even like weird apparitions like they he took a photo of the of the of the river the Alethea river uh or i think it was a, f- a photo of a street with a with a, a couple of buildings and uh and um some people like during some kind of coronation but it was the location was off it's actually like it, like he took the photo but like there must have like maybe there was some kind of weird like displacement because the the photo shows that the street is like geographically somewhere in the river, and like that make it it it, it would drive people it would drive people mad or it would like they they just like that's not right that's like very like there's something off about these these photos so maybe that is the the source of the supernatural or the the cursed element of the of Vicar Falls is that this this Hirsch camera uh, or the photos of the Hirsch camera or the Hirsch family. Like they are the source of like the, yeah. the, the they're, they're, maybe they might even be the big bad. 
treat like treat it with the pollution aspect of it. Now we're kind of getting away from possibly necessarily the like the general feel of Boston, but you could do like you know like like there was chemicals that were destroying the, the ozone. And then we had to redo how, like, like I can't remember what, the, what it was, but you know how they like, got rid of certain aerosols and things like yeah. that because of that. So the or like or uh, sorry or or DEET, yeah. um, like you in DEET in pesticides, and then we realized like that was like causing problems in like the ecosystem and some of that. Yeah. So we had to stop using pes- those pe- kind of pesticides. It, we basically this man just shoot walk around shooting pictures and shoot a hoe through reality. Yeah, that would definitely. Yeah, he his technique is actually like like causing like problems for in, in Icker Falls and making it weird like that. Maybe the pictures and I, uh, we kind of, we have these photographs here and that's your mission. That's your, that's how it, that's, that's what, your briefing. Yeah. You, you've got a stack of photos that are being dealt out to you. And here's the, um, the, like we we'll take the easy fruit here, like the tree hand yeah. thing like that. And like whatever you do in the mission, like you're, you're going to, uh, you know, banish or send it back or destroy it or however we're going to do this thing here. But then when the photo turns into the original photo that was taken once the issue, so you, you've kind of... It's been purified. So yeah, it's like, we talked about this, obviously not on mic, but on one of our trips where we're just rattling, which has been one of the joys of us uh, being able to finally hang out together, like my poor children sitting in the back of the car. Can you imagine all they've heard? But like, just listening to this, yeah. I was I was talking to you about. Uh, I think that Pacific Northwest podcast that did uh, the like rabbits and all that. They did a series of like a dramatization of a called the Black Tapes, where uh, this guy who disproves the supernatural, like he can disprove everything except the things that are on these these VHS cassettes, and like each right, yeah. each episode is kind of framed about. Well, here's a woman with a woman with a smile that's upside down or something like that. Like that. So I kind of like that that format of um, like these are how the missions are. You're going through and you're fixing whatnot. The, yeah, like almost like fixing um, the 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 in, the inconsistencies or the flaws in reality around Dicker Falls. Yeah. yeah, and you know when when we look at it from this point of view here too, when we strip around away the uh, history. Then, I mean, that opens it up to your 90s scenario. Mm-hmm. That opens it up to, like, modern-day error and, and stuff like that. Maybe you're not really wanting to deal with labor exploitation as much as the jobs are all gone and like, everything's in yeah. decline and, and in decay. And they, these people that are eking by on this haunted house kind yeah. of... Uh, the haunted house being an entire town. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's I, I think once you once you sever certain aspects of like source material, yeah. like I mean, if you're going to do like a fan fiction, like this is our fictional Icker Falls, and yeah. you're kind of married to that. But once we, we strip away the shiny one, mm-hmm. and then the trickster, which almost seems like a proxy for like Coyote, I think, or what? Or, yeah, well, yeah, well, or yeah, Raven or Crow or one like. One of that was again. I don't have a, a, a in depth knowledge. I just remember that those are kind of like the trickster animals from like what I've absorbed uh, in Western culture. But um, once you strip that away, you, you I, I really I relish the freedom that it, it, that it would give us for a game like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I do, I do like the idea of like I, I again I like the, uh, the Hirsch, like the whole like idea of like the, the photos. Um, I think would have the potential, like, because it would give us, 
you could still do Vasan. It would just wouldn't be Vasan in like this in the time period it was kind of yeah. sort of allowed, or it could be because it could be like maybe it was uh, maybe the uh, the idea isn't so much like um, maybe the the Hirsch camera or the Hirsch, like yeah, like the the first time they were used. That's when the supernatural star elements started happening. That was in the early in like the early nineteenth uh, the late nineteenth century, early twentieth century. Uh, yeah, by the, by the late eighteen hundreds, we had uh, like. Moving stills, we were actually doing like starting to do live movies yeah. and and whatnot. So, like, what if the photos, sort of like on a, as a monster, sort of monster of the week, but also like a little bit of like, gotta capture them or gotta catch them all kind of thing, or yeah. like, what if the the photos themselves, like not like purifying them so much as using them to like the the like when the camera took those photos, it released something, yeah, and the photos are the key to putting the, like you have to put them back in the photos so maybe like and then like down the road and like again the, the if we were doing this as like a campaign of like a with a series of photos um it could either start with or end with somebody finding these photos years later in the modern day seeing these weird photos but like the story of the actual games were actually like set in that time period when the hirsch cameras were being used and releasing these things into the world hirsch realized what hirsch was doing hirsch pitched it in a mind and that camera has been open the yeah. entire time. So you've got like a hellmouth kind of yeah. Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing you're closing. I want to also remark that this conversation has made me turn a complete 180 on certain stuff. So I'm also the same man who earlier when speaking to you was like, if you were wanting to do this, you need, you need to be kind of aware of, of the history and all that, which I still stand by that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also, I mean, I find myself... I talked about poverty porn and then I felt like I, 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 when presenting earlier ideas and stuff like that, I was focused on labor movements and exploitation and stuff like that, which yeah. is misery that I, that I was focus, focusing on. And that's great. And that could be a great story and all that. But I also like this, this revitalization because what you were, you were talking about something earlier and it like when you're talking about people overcoming and all that, like that's very humanist. And like in yeah. times like this, I find this like, uh, you know, with the world we live in today, I find yeah. like there's such merit in things like that. Have have them be hicksters. Have them be some pe- people who love the folk art and the f- and love the region and whatnot. And you can make your game a celebration of this part of of culture mm-hmm. and whatnot. It doesn't just have to be about blood and guts and sweat and like just exploitation. It could be, you know, you your family was torn in this area and. Uh, you you fell in love with the geography and yeah. you took a job there. It could be that um, you work at a regional uh, area that's getting like folk art from this area or whatnot. It could mm-hmm. be like it could be backpackers or hikers and whatnot like that. Like I'm, I fa- it's, it's amazing that, and I'm kind of sharing my revelation online. It's amazing that I automatically gravitate toward the things that I find oppressive. As, as being the narrative that one could tell. Yeah. When you could take a monster story and make it this fledgling town that survived despite everything else. Yeah. That, that's experiencing this renaissance and you're part of this cleansing and this exorcism. And like they're not forgetting the history, but they are embracing it and then like trying to make something better out of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking of? Like another thing, another system to use this for would probably like, again, it would be tweaking the system a bit. Um, are you familiar with, um, uh, Trail of Cthulhu, 
like Pelgrim Press, like their gumshoe version of Call of Cthulhu stuff. Um, Dreamhounds of uh, Dreamhounds of Par uh, Dreamhounds of Paris, where you're playing as artists, um, like of the surrealist movement that are having to go into the dreamlands, um, because the art movements of those time of, of that time period in, in in Paris is changing the dreamlands, and as a result, is changing reality. Yeah. I feel like that could be something to do, like that could be a, a tweak of that system. You could use that as like, you are artists, you've discovered the, the, the cursed Hirsch camera and you are trying to like, uh, uh, you are trying to solve, like solve these mysteries that are coming out of these, these photos that you found and also trying to like improve, but uh, to try and make this town better or trying to like kind of give this town a chance. Uh, like get it out of the the oppressive uh, like darkness that it has. It's been it's been in it's been sitting in for like decades. You start out compiling folk stories of uh, because again a lot of a lot of history was oral yeah. and whatnot. So I mean it can almost be like uh, who's one of the fairy tales like Hans Christian and no, no, no. yeah Hans Christian. Uh, no the the brothers grew others the brothers the, Grimm. the Grimm brothers like it could almost yeah. be like you could also have a game where like you're talking to an elder in the community. Mm -hmm. And you're recording stuff, and then you're, you're and then like as you're doing as you're being told the story, or as you're jotting it down, um, either something happens that like is tied to that, like you almost like them telling you this story awakens something, or it pulls you into a deeper mystery. Like you you get wind of like a location, kind of like how we, we did today, where we went and we went by a location online yeah. that where Ecker Falls is supposed to be. And we found some, we're, we found some interesting things on that, on that strip of road, but it, we didn't find Ecker Falls. But like in this, like, cause I, there is a, um, uh, there, I, I know drunk in the ugly podcast. Um, they're, they're, uh, uh, the, the, the GM for that, uh, for their Ecker Falls games did something similar where they were, they went to the live, the local library of Ecker Falls, uh, for a school project, um, because they all had to like find like something. They were all newcomers to the to the town, and they all had to choose like some. They had to find something at the local history historical society to do a do an, a do a report on or do a project on. And they, it ended up being basically like how the, the, the those ended up being the seeds of like where they were going, what they were investigating in the yeah. town. And it ended up taking them to a creepy uh, place in the in the in the woods, like an like an old cabin in the woods, where this boogeyman, which is from the lore. Uh, basically, I can't remember his the actual name of it at the moment. William Harker, otherwise known as the Stitched Man, but he's basically a tailor who, like, either his family died or he killed his family and stitched them into suits, and then he proceeded to do the same thing to people in in town or something like that. And so, like, the 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 characters yeah go to this place and try and like stop him or banish him because he's been wakened yeah and maybe by telling his story that's what happens like he's like the, that into that presence has been reawakened after year after years of being dormant my image is um i like that uh, you could also make it like okay so we picture um elder person community let's say they're in a nursing home and yeah, you, you're interviewing uh, stories for that, and then you end up going back and looking at the microfiche at the local library. You go, shh, 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 and you see the picture. Yeah, and you see something wrong, and then you look into it, and then whatever the the game goes, you finish it. Like you find the supernatural, you go to it, and then you go back to Mammy. 
and you see like what other stories can you have and then it, it's just honestly it just keeps, and it's basically your 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 briefing and debriefing sort of situation yeah, yeah. almost like a little a certain little uh uh campaign on rpx called uh the uncles of penny treadmill <laughs> except you know it's you're not the the, the briefings yeah. and debriefings aren't from like a little girl and it's from like an older woman <laughs> like an old... <laughs> jesus that's the best segue i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, again, because it's it's a good like bit of uh, again yeah. like it, you you need to have something like the anchor. I yeah. think these kind of games like you need to have like uh, I feel I feel like in this in, in that kind of narrative you need to have a quest giver mm-hmm. or you need to have like some kind of uh, a a means of like sending your characters off to do things or to get them started. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I think that would be a very like uh, having the having the mom the mama or the. Um, the elderly uh, figure that's at the retirement home, at yeah. the Icker Falls retirement home or something like that. Um, talk about like that kind of like, talk about like, Oh, I remember like, like maybe she starts saying like, she's like, she remembers like the Hirsch. Maybe she's, maybe she's the daughter of Hirsch. Cause uh, like Hirsch was in the, in like 19 something, like the 19th century, like early to uh, 20th century. Maybe that's his daughter or granddaughter. Yeah. Um, in, and um, your characters are like, yeah, doing getting like getting uh, like stories off from her and stuff like that, and that she's basically talking about her her grandfather's work or the great work that her grandfather did. Um, and yes, <laughs> for the eyes at home, Adam's just like eyes widened for a moment and right in some kind of revelation. <laughs> when you fix it, the world goes to the way that it was supposed to be in the picture. So as you actively go through and fix her sins and whatnot, you're making the town better. Yeah. And I, I, I just, that's just kind of, I mean, it doesn't seem like revolutionary when I say that, but I, I just really like that you're, you're restoring something to what it could have been. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the, the, the photo warped it and it needed to be, uh, like cleansed of some kind. Yeah. yeah. The, the fact, the factory that exploded never exploded or the the church that burnt never burnt or the yeah. this or the tragedy. schoolhouse that sorry not to pull from again pull something from the lore the schoolhouse that burned down yeah doesn't burn down yeah and like back in that down, time and then suddenly the, that tragedy is no longer there or like yeah a collapse in the in the mind didn't happen yeah like you're actually like retroactively fixing the town it's getting a little time watchy in there but yeah but yeah and eventually what you're going to end up doing is you're going to try, if you need a, and to put a bow on it, if you need mm-hmm. a, to uh, have a big bad mm-hmm. and an end go, then basically as you start fixing these things, you get the attention of like, I'll, I'll even use like a, a esoteric kind of reference from another gumshoe system of um, esoteric, but the the outer dark. Yeah. Like, you know, you look in the abyss, it looks, the abyss looks back at you and you're, you're, or the mists themselves are yeah. like, or the Stillwood King, because like they're the Stillwood King isn't necessarily like anything to do with the Shining one. It's uh, in fact, I think in the Stillwood King story, it's a guy who went into the woods and never got out, and he's become like one with like the mold. Like his skin has gotten pale and and full of fungus, and his Excellent. his his blood his blood has been replaced with 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 creek water, and like he's just for every step he takes in the Stillwood years go by until somebody sees him and then he he gets all that time back and he's able to just basically like right at your face and get you yeah um like i hope that snapped (laughs) it's audible yeah okay um and so like yeah that could be your big bad is this 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 entity the stillwood king 
who's uh, some guy, some poor schmuck that was trapped in the Stillwood like back in the 1800s. Um, and he's been like biding his time. And like your and, and maybe he was manipulating Hirsch into creating the camera into or maybe his like light his like the the chem the the chemical or whatever the process that uh maybe maybe Hirsch made a deal with the Stillwood King uh, when Hirsch got got lost in the woods and the process the the chemical process is actually the blood of the Stillwood King and so he's been biding his time like having these like these these abnormalities happen so that maybe he can be freed from the Stillwood. Yeah, and then that's your big bad at the end is the Stillwood King. Even though it's not Polaroids, I like the image of the people taking a stack of photos, and there's like imperfections on each one of them. Mm -hmm. But when they flip through it, like kind of there, like a deck of cards and whatnot. Yeah, you see the man move. Oh God, yeah, like that creepy again. Like it's it's the 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 great creepy like uncanny valley movement, like or uncanny movement of like stop motion. Yeah, yeah. Man, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this has been a pretty good. Uh, a pretty, I feel a pretty constructive, like little conversation yeah, we've had in in person. Like, so you guys are like, this is. Oh man, this is like, it's been three years since I've had a uh, like a an El Dente episode where I've sat on a couch or sat on sat in a chair next like sat next to somebody in another chair and actually recorded a, a discussion like this. I still feel kind of weird though because I have headphones and I'm hearing you through the speakers <laughs> instead of my ears. So I'm still somewhere in in the digital age, but it's it's not it, this has been really nice. Um Yeah. Thanks for having thanks for uh, thanks for having me as you came down to my house. This has been wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah. I know this is yeah, this has been fantastic and I'm I'm sure we'll do some more talks before I'm I'm down uh, before I before I'm done here. Um but I think that will probably do it for this episode. Um so, um, yeah, uh, Adam, would you like, before I, before I go into our full, into, into the al dente rundown, is there anything you'd like to promote? A moment ago, we had a beautiful segue, but then we had more on, uh, more and then we, 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 then we destroyed it. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's all good. Uh, look, listen, I'm, at this point, I feel comfortable saying I'm a longtime contributor to al dente rigor mortis and sister podcast, one less die, even though I haven't. One of my games hadn't been like, it, it, it's, aired it's, yet. It's it's coming, guys. Don't yeah. worry. Twenty twenty three. But uh, I run a little podcast called uh, the Roll Point Exchange. We are uh, typically well, more or less like actual play. Like occasionally we do like talking episodes, talking about like stuff like this, and talking about uh, role playing games and whatnot. And uh, my good friend Review Cultus uh, is actually. Since the pandemic has become quite the regular fixture, and uh, on role playing scenes, and he's been running a campaign which you can find currently. We're nearing the end of it, but we're he, he's been running a monster of the week. You, hey, we mentioned that a moment ago, like that genre game called uh, the Uncle's of Penny Dreadmill, where a delightful young, creepy niece is giving quests to to her uncles to take care of the big bads out there. I wonder how I came up with that idea. <laughs> <laughs> stroke of genius so, so yeah. it's, it's it's super fun it's one of the honestly in my in my history of role-playing games it's one of the more rewarding experiences i've had there and it it is a game that cemented a tradition on role-playing exchange of saturday morning games and it's cemented a lot of friendships and uh, i'm really proud of it and if you would like to hear more of me or this wonderful game the uncle was a penny dreadmill you can go to www.realpointexchange.com uh, i'm on twitter at rp exchange and facebook at uh, facebook.com slash 
can't remember if it's role playing exchange or the role playing exchange. I never remember, but it's one or the other. If you don't see, if it's a if it's a role playing and involves like a safe word, then try the other one. Like, <laughs> I, but again, like, thank you so much. If you enjoy, if you want to hear more of these ideas and see some of the fruition of me and review cultists bouncing ideas across, come over to role playing exchange or hey, tune in to one last die. Yep. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna try and make an effort to have like yeah some of the ideas here um I I, I know I've uh, we we've done a lot of brainstorming in the past and like no like not a lot has been posted in some of that I'm gonna try and make an effort to actually run some of these ideas to actually and actually get them out there on either my sister podcast one less die or with Adam and and the crew on Saturday on the Saturday morning Hell Games at RPX um but uh yeah other than that um. I think uh, if you if so if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. If this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, uh, I'm on Twitter <laughs> at Review Cultist. If you'd like to help, or if you'd like to get a hold of us on uh, like through email, you can send us emails at aldentebrigamortis at gmail.com. That's a l d n t e r i g a m o r t i s at gmail.com. We're going to also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. That's our logo now, or that's our slogan now. <laughs> um, and if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can, of course, go to Patreon. Select the backer you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, I very much appreciate that. And to the listeners and the and, and to, to, to our listeners and to Chris Straub and the other authors of Vicar Falls stories, thank you immensely because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void. And without your your without your creation of Vicar Falls and the stories that, you, that have been submitted to the Vicar Falls website by countless other author like other other writers and authors, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we wouldn't have had much to talk about. And on specifically on this one, we went down to Point Pleasant to check out the Mothman. Like if if we if Vicar Falls didn't exist, we'd have gone down and we'd be talking a lot more about the Mothman. I feel, but somebody put the time and ru- trouble to put Icker Falls on the Google Map. So we, it's just another slice of like fiction meets the real world that I I wanted to see, and I'm glad it's out there. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And I'm Adam. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well. See y'all later. <laughs>